What's up, guys? Back with another episode with the amateurs. Real stories, real situations, real talk. Today we have two guests with us today, Anish and Ankit. Both are brothers and doing big things in the sports sports industry. Uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Happy to be on, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. You guys are, are back home, San Diego. Uh, how, how was everyone's Thanksgiving? It's the day after Thanksgiving for those, you know, listening. It was good, man. I think uh, it was just we kept it pretty uh, just immediate family only just with everything that's going on. So it was just us two and our parents, but our older brothers up in the Bay Area with his girlfriend. But it was good, man. Ate a lot. Definitely. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll start by uh, getting into a game that we call the one minute, one minute warm up. Uh, basically an opportunity for, you know, like our listeners to get to know, get to know you better. Of course, us to get to know you better as well. Um, so I have about 11 to 12 questions for you guys. I'll start by asking Ankit uh, a few questions and then Anish, uh, Jan will jump in and ask you a few questions. Yep. Um, you guys have one skip each, uh, one minute to complete the questions. And uh, yeah, we can, we can get into it. So one skip we get? Yeah, one yeah. skip, one skip. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. On the first question, Jerry. All right. Uh, what's your favorite sports team? Uh, the Lakers. Favorite food? Um, pasta. Uh, what is the last place that you visited? I guess technically New York. Uh, best sporting event that you've ever attended? Um, probably the All-Star game. Nice. Uh, best high school basketball player that you've ever seen? Norman Powell. Got you. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, Anish. Uh, favorite NBA team? Lakers for sure. Yes. yes. Um, hidden talent that no one knows about. I'm not sure if it's hidden, but just recognizing athletes in public, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> favorite TV show? Probably Entourage. Nice. One word to describe you. Uh, motivated. Okay, LeBron, Kobe, or Jordan? Kobe. I gotta respect. Sure. I gotta respect. I gotta respect. <laughs> it. All right, so like I'm a I'm a huge LeBron fan. I got my my Finals MVP team on right now. Uh, we have this uh, ongoing yeah. uh, you know tally going on, like who likes Jordan over LeBron over Kobe, you know that that whole thing. So you know yeah. I was I have my my hopes high when you guys are both Lakers fans, but of course you know I could actually who 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 do you have in that in, in the goat battle? Is it Kobe? I well? mean in in the goat battle, I think it's. LeBron or Jordan, but I mean, growing up, Kobe's our our guy, so we have a little bit of a yeah. um, definitely a preference for him. But I mean, we we're we're big big Lakers fans, so in turn, we we definitely are uh, on the LeBron train as well. Love it, love it, love it. I love think it. Kobe's getting lost in there a little bit, you know. Uh, but know. All right, rest in peace, Kobe, man. Yeah. He lost the great one. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, I mean, but skill right. level, like go. With his skill, I don't know how he's not in that top three, top five conversation. He has to Yeah, for sure. Mine was always uh, Mike, Kobe, then LeBron. So, <laughs> I mean, we're from Chicago, too. So, yeah. we're kind of biased that's to fair. Mike. Well, I'm biased to yeah. Mike. <laughs> that's that's but, yeah, so uh, let, let's get into it, man. You know, you guys have worked with some of the, you know, greatest companies in sports. Um, but let's start from the gen- beginning. What role did sports play in you all's, you know, lives early on? And then where did your love, you know, for, for sports originate from? I can I can start off. I think obviously, like, it was never – we always pl- played sports growing up. I think that that's really where it started. Our dad really put us onto that. But we moved around different places. We lived in Singapore for a few years and in, in India for a few years. So 
sports is like really the only thing that connected us back to to the U.S. And mm-hmm. I think uh, just like being there overseas and still following the NBA, still following other sports, like allowed us to to just feel some connection back to to the states. So obviously played sports growing up, and um, obviously I'm five seven and had no plans <laughs> of playing college basketball. That I, I love the game and wanted to try and pursue it uh, after that. But um, I think like age started age 12, 13 is really when we started getting super serious about, you know, sports and mm-hmm. like locking in, and, like knowing guys on every team, knowing contracts, things of that yeah. nature. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just wanted to be able to like be a part of the what's going on without being able to, to play at a high yeah. level. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would echo everything Anish just mentioned. I think it all started just by kind of watching and um, then it just turned into like sort of a a huge passion for us just to be able to really be consuming it on a day-to-day basis by watching, by reading about it. So it was really just a, it was just part of a lifestyle for us always. And, you know, it was just more of a, you know, our dad grew up in in LA in the the 80s during the Showtime era. So he was, you know, that's kind of how he got his start and, um, I guess just sort of passed down that way. <laughs> so you, so you, you guys both, you know, co-founded twenty four seven hoops. Where did the idea come from, and what was the process? You know, like building uh, the process for you guys building that. For the way I would describe it is, you know, we it's something that you know we wanted it like in between internships and not like actually having sort of something full time. It was just sort sort of something to put on the resume to like actually show that we were you know reading about the game, writing about the game, watching the game. You know, we would send it out to people in the NBA front offices just to make, you know, just as a way to, as a conversa- conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really the way we used it. And obviously it's something that um, you know, in between, you know, we're not, we weren't, you know, studying all day. Every, every day is more of a, um, just something to do on the side to kind of just make sure we are completely staying locked in and, and you know, showing that we're, you know, we want to be in the industry and um, just another way to, to start a conversation with, with people that actually work in the space. Definitely. I'm happy that you, I'm happy that you touched on that because I, I was having a conversation with Jaren, you know, previous to this about trying to find ways to, like you, like you all said, like show that you have an actual knowledge of the sport the, and the business behind the sport, because, you know, the industry is, is, is tough to, to break into and they aren't just hiring college students that love basketball, you know? So um, just having those different projects and intangible experiences to speak to and point to on your resume, um, you know, I, I can imagine that being being huge. It was good just because I think for us, like we didn't, like I said, we didn't play the game in high school or college. Like we had to show some way to to show our knowledge and show that we we know what we're talking about. So it had to mm-hmm. be it had to be a little bit of a different path. And I think you know someone that played college basketball at a high level or whatever had connections in the industry, like mm-hmm. their path could be completely different. But for us, it had to be us taking the initiative to try and do, so, do something different. Um, so I think that was just the, the motivation behind starting it. Definitely. Gotcha. Definitely. And then you guys were, you know, branding yourselves too, uh, you know, which is, which is always a good thing. And we're trying to, you know, push that for athletes now, you know, um, on the show, just the importance of branding yourself and, you know, just being, you know, more than an athlete. So. That's sure. thousand percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Makes and, sense. And, and, you, and you all, you know, spoke a bit about internships and you you both had great internships. You know, Wasserman, uh, Adidas, which, le- you know, eventually led to a full time opportunity for, for you and Nish. Um, But, you know, having been through the process, how would you all advise students to go about, I guess, the application process and, 
um, if you all have any, you know, tips for students on how they can stand out or best position themselves for those opportunities, you know, we, we'd love to hear. Yeah, I think, I mean, one, I think it's always important to kind of have an understanding of, I guess, if, you know, few or a dozen companies that you would want to work at, I think, and being able to track those and obviously staying on job boards and making sure you're not missing, you know, internships that come up. And, you know, first and foremost, you have to you kind of apply to actually get the roles to make sure you're on top of, of you know, when the application comes out. Mm -hmm. um, but I think too, it's also kind of finding people that um, you know, work at those companies that have interesting jobs that you think like, hey, maybe one day, you know, I, I want to be a basketball agent or I want to work, you know, on, on the marketing side, like find people that um, have jobs that you eventually want to have. And, and, you know, I think something Anish and I did was just, you know, we were, we're just constantly reaching out to people asking if they would take 15, 20 minutes of their day to, to mm -hmm. chat about their roles and, you know, how we can break into the industry and all the, and, you know, you're going to get a ton of rejections, but at the same time, you know, there are people that are willing to help and, and will, are going to have the conversation. And, you know, eventually those things kind of lead you to an opportunity to get an internship when, you know, you apply and you realize, Hey, I spoke to these three people at that company. You can, you know, once that application comes out, you can kind of reach out to them and say, I just saw this, you know, come up, you know, obviously love to work there, you know, is there any way you can kind of help me out? So I think you know, those are the few things that we did that were, you know, super beneficial and kind of allowed us to break into the industry a little bit. And I mean, that's kind of the first and first thing that I would do is as a, as a student, as an applicant, I think Anisha, if you want to hit on a few things that I didn't, but. Yeah, I would just agree to that. Like if you find places that you want to work at, you find, people that have job titles that sound interesting or job titles that you could potentially see yourself being like, those are the people to reach out to. And I think it's important not to necessarily have like a template for how to reach out to people. Like everyone, every email, every message should be different, right? Like I think you can't say like, Hey, we'd love to take 15 minutes out of your day just to discuss, you know, what you do at your company or uh, how you got in the industry, but make it personalized to say like, Hey, I just saw, Adidas basketball did this would love to chat for 15 20 minutes about how you potentially may have had a role in in that coming to life it was super interesting so just making sure like you do your homework before even reaching out to people just to show that you're prepared and um willing to, to do what it takes to, like get into the industry right like reading up on industry news seeing what's going on in the business and then making sure that you're being that you're knowledgeable about what's going on you don't want to everyone asks the same, same, same questions. You're not going to stand out from, from the rest of the applicants. If everyone is asking like, Hey, like how, how'd you break into this? What is your role? Like, do you have any advice? Everyone's going to ask those questions, but if you're able to ask specific questions about, about their role or something that you saw their company doing or having a point of view about um, something that came out in the news, like those are all ways to sort of stand out. And then when those uh, internships come out, they're gonna they'll they're much more likely to remember you than someone that just asked about what their career path is and any advice that they might have so standing out i think is is the best way to to, to land in this industry and the best way to do that is to, to come prepared mm. that's great advice yep. uh you know both of you guys both have you know intricate roles in the sports industry um have, have you guys ever worked on a project or anything together not on anything specifically i think mm -hmm. you know there's a little bit of crossover you know some of the athletes that you know we represent at ca are obviously mm -hmm. adidas athletes you know right. one that comes to mind is obviously donovan mitchell mm -hmm. um who's you know kind of a signature athlete so we've 
I guess, cross paths a little bit there. Okay. You know, we're, um, you know, whether it's at photo shoots or, you know, the things mm-hmm. like that, I guess mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of the one um, tie in there. But I think, you know, there's, you know, Adidas, you know, Adidas and, you know, CA, I think are intertwined, not just on the basketball level, but across, you know, the baseball group, even football and golf, things like that. So I think, um, you know, we've crossed paths, I guess, a few times, but I think Adidas and CA are kind of intertwined a little bit, even more than just uh, on the basketball court. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's dope. <laughs> um, but, but what's one piece of advice you guys both have, you know, for early career professionals who have, you know, just entered the sports industry? Yeah, I think I, think, say, I can go ahead and go story. Yeah. Um, I think for people that are just entering the industry, it's like make sure you're on top of, of what's going on. I think uh, it just goes back to what I said earlier. It's like the, the thing you can control is like how prepared you are and how knowledgeable mm-hmm. you are about a certain subject or what you're doing. Like you can't necessarily control the people you may know or, or whatever, but you can control how much you read about the industry, how much you, um, how much you watch games or whatever, like those are being prepared is, is what you can control. And I think that's the best way to, to continue to stay in and make sure that you're going above and beyond what other people are doing. Um, if you're knowledgeable about what's going on, if you're, um, knowledgeable about what's going on in the space, people are always going to want information and are always going to seek out information. If you're able to provide that, you're, invaluable to, to the organization and valuable to, you, to the company you're working at. Mm. Yeah, I would, I would echo everything Anisha said. I think, you know, one thing that we always, like we mentioned was, you know, we didn't play at a high level. We were not athletic enough. We weren't tall enough. But I think the one thing we did was just consume everything we could. Mm. And I think if you're reading, if you're watching, if you're listening to podcasts, if you are doing all that, all those sorts of things, that in and of itself will put you above someone who's not putting in the work. And um, that's kind of the way that's the best way to go about it, especially in a situation where there are hundreds of applicants or, you know, hundreds and thousands of, of students who are, you know, looking for jobs in this industry is standing out and being prepared and reading and listening and watching everything is, is what's going to set you apart. Mm. Definitely. definitely. And, and I know a few, um, uh, I'm subscribed to a few newsletters, front office sports, of course, uh, things like that, that kind of helped me to do that. But I'm happy that you guys touched on on the importance of adding value early in your career. Um, and they always do that. You know, those that are in higher positions can't do, they, they might not have as much time to read and, and, and stay up to date on everything. So if you all are able to you know, provide value in, in that regard, that'll be you know, extremely helpful. Uh, but, you know, fast forward into present day, Anke, you're you know, currently at CAA, as you mentioned as the, you know, assistant to the co-head of CAA. Uh, can you speak a bit about what that means and, and what your day-to-day is like in that role? Yeah, so I think, you know, I guess I'd you know take it back a little bit. I think at CAA and at CAA Sports specifically, you know, we have kind of that agent assistant model where um, each of our agents kind of have someone underneath them who can kind of assist them day-to-day in, in setting calls and, and meetings and, you know, giving them notes and things of that nature. So, you know, my role is currently under the co-head of CA sports, uh, Mike Levine. He, he, and, um, his partner currently, you know, kind of oversee our entire sports group and, and everything that comes with that, whether it's the basketball group, baseball group, football, or media rights division, um, or broadcasting group, just to name a few. So he kind of oversees, um, you know, the entire, you know, CA sports brand company. Um, so my role is as an assistant is, pretty administrative. I think it's 
setting calls, setting meetings, you know, before, you know, COVID was booking travel, all the things mm -hmm. that um, kind of an assistant would typically do is, is kind of what my role is. And um, it's kind of just making sure he is kind of everywhere where he needs to be and, and making sure he's on top of everything going into his meetings and things of that nature. And I think mm -hmm. um, kind of the good thing that, you know, we do at CA sports is, you know, we allow our assistants to branch out a little and, and not just do you know, the administrative stuff, but, you know, our, sales assistants are you know able to prospect companies and reach out to brands that we could potentially partner with i kind of help out on our um, social media efforts you know for our own ca branded social like our at ca sports handle or at ca basketball or at ca football so i've been kind of helping in in that space a little bit over the last few months but you know the the assistant role is is pretty typical i think of what you would you know imagine it and what you see mm -hmm. um it's administrative but at the same time you learn a ton you're able to to listen in on calls that that your boss is having and um so that stuff is, is is all great and it's a huge and great learning experience um so that that's part of uh, a big part of my role but the other part's kind of helping um our social media efforts as well gotcha gotcha yeah. um if you don't mind me asking like what, what's your what's your uh end goal yeah i think you know as as many assistants are you know at ca you want to eventually be promoted you know as to an agent i think you know, my focus has always been on on kind of the basketball side and um but you know kind of through the role over the last year and a half i've been able to see you know a ton of the different groups you know within c sports that you know i didn't know a ton about um you know like our media rights advisory group or our mm -hmm. um ca icon group which you know is a pr basically a project manager for new stadiums that are built so all the you know i've learned a ton i guess in the last 18 months that you know i didn't really know about but i think you know my focus and you know, like you mentioned kind of earlier on the call has always been to go into you know the hoop space sure. mm. yeah. nice. yeah. um, and anish you're the head of <clears throat> nba uh adidas nba partnerships can you dive into you know what your responsibilities are as well yeah for sure um i think so at a, at a brand like adidas our, our sports marketing basketball group sort of sits at the crossover between our athletes the teams that we work with and the and the leagues that we work with specifically on the nba side um obviously we have a group of signature athletes and um other athletes that are uh endorses of our brand um and then we have you know partnerships with with uh nba teams and uh, a partnership with the nba as well so the sports marketing group sort of encompasses all those relationships and manages all those relationships and contracts my role specifically is to work uh, and manage the relationships with uh, the NBA teams and the league office. So um, my day-to-day -day role is sort of working with uh, teams that we have, have partnerships with on, on activating what those partnerships look like, uh, negotiating new partnerships, um, and then just managing the relationship on a day-to-day -day basis with them. So we have partnerships with uh, five teams across the NBA, a lot of um, – a lot of those cities are, are based upon where we have a lot of our signature athletes, right? So we have a partnership with the Rockets, partnership with the Blazers, you know, the Jazz um, as well. So um, my job is just to, to make sure that you know, those relationships are going well. Uh, we're making sure that we're uh, activating all the assets that we get as part of our contract with them. Um, mm -hmm. And then working with our athlete managers, um, you know, Donovan's manager, James Harden's manager, Damian Lillard's manager to make sure that uh, to see if there are opportunities for us to uh, leverage our team partnerships with our athlete as well. So we want to see the cohesion between um, working with uh, 
the partnerships we have on the team side and using our our athletes um, to sort of make those come to life as well. So mm. I'd say that's you know 60 60 percent of my job is managing those team partnership relationships. Yeah. Say twenty percent managing our league partnership relationship was which is essentially the same uh, same thing. So on a day to day basis, making sure that we're activating on what uh, on what we're paying for essentially, and making sure that we're getting the value that that we're looking to extract and and get from the league. Um, you know, which includes again using using our athletes as sort of a, as sort of the gateway to do that. You know, having uh, a lot of our Adidas brand spots show up on NBA social channels or being able to use nba footage and a lot of the content that we use it's my job to sort of uh, manage that day-to-day working relationship and, and make it all come to life um i'd say that's 20 percent of my job and then i'd say the last uh 20 percent is just assisting on on anything that's going on in within our sports marketing department so um you know new player acquisition guys that we might be looking at in the draft or shoe free agents you know thinking about those opportunities what those opportunities could look like also making sure that we're um, activating um, the athletes that we do have, right? Like we don't want to pay a guy and not not be not use them for uh, for Adidas uh, opportunities. So uh, mm-hmm. it's really my boss' job is to to make sure that he's uh, that all our athletes are being activated. But I, I assist him on that front, and find you know, figure out different opportunities to to make it all come to life. So mm-hmm. that, that's what I do in a nutshell. I'd say that's a that's a good breakdown for. Or how my role is yeah and sure. I, i'm i'm so extremely uh I, I guess enamored about the partnership space something i'm learning about now and the one goal that we have on the show is to kind of introduce our, our our listeners to opportunities in in the sports industry of course as you all know and you just spoke a bit about you know making sure that you know assets are activated whether it be at the uh team level or or individual you know players that are represented by adidas can you think of i guess a recent marketing activation that you we're a part of it and can speak, you know, speak about, um, you know, off the top of your mind. Yeah. I think one that really comes to mind that I think we did and inc- the whole team did an incredible job was, uh, something we did in November of 2019 around, uh, a Dawn issue one colorway that we had. It was the, uh, the mailman colorway, which is like based mm-hmm. around the, the jazz retro jerseys in 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was just a ton of hype around the shoe just in the Utah market, just because of the, uh, the homage it paid back to those finals teams. Yeah. And I think everyone, the, the d- design of the shoe was great. So the product team killed that. Donovan was super hyped about the shoe. And then the Jazz were, were super hyped about the shoe as well. So we wanted to find a way to sort of make that all come to life and, and bridge the gap between Donovan, the Jazz fans, and him wearing it on court. So um, myself and Donovan's athlete manager, uh, we sort of, we all came up with a an idea to sort of have this activation at um, the Jazz Arena, um, and Donovan would debut that colorway um, that night when they're wearing the old retro jerseys. We had him walk in with like a a mailbox, um, <laughs> a, like a, a dope design mailbox that everyone picked up on social. So yeah, like the yeah. tunnel walk, he walked in with that. Uh, that brought hype, generated hype around the shoe. Then uh, the Jazz were actually selling about like 400 pairs of those at the arena, mm. uh, and they all sold out before the game even started. Just because. Wow. Of the <laughs> so, um, I think that's a, that was a good example of just like mm. everything within our our group functioning properly from the product all the way to the athlete to the team. So and making that all come to life and seeing the success, the direct success it had to 
to product sell through is exactly what we wanted. So that one, that one definitely stood out to to me. Right, man. So it's it's well, my bad. It's, it's it's funny how like uh, important I guess the the NBA tunnel has has become, especially on social media. There's sure. a whole league fits. <laughs> Uh, you know, account on Instagram yeah. and everyone's trying to see like what these athletes are wearing. It's become a huge branding opportunity, you know, for, for athletes and, and also the brands that they, they represent. That's, that's, that's been crazy to see over the past few years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a space that I think we've definitely taken advantage of. Like we've done yeah. a ton of stuff with, with Dane walking with the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin costume. <laughs> <laughs> belt. There are a lot of things that we've done just sort of tied back to to the footwear he's going to be wearing on court. But yeah, like you said, it's just like one of those opportunities that everyone's sort of watching and and we try and take advantage in cool and creative ways. So um, sure. it's been good. It's been a good way for us to, to engage our athletes on it and, right. uh, and generate some hype around our footwear. Mm. So we all know, you know, we've been impacted by COVID tremendously. So how has, you know, you guys' roles changed uh, because of, you know, the pandemic? I think, you know, it's our industry was was kind of hit a little bit. Um, you know, it's, I think the travel part of it has been really tough, especially, you know, at our company working with clients on a day to day basis and being with them every step of the way. I think that has kind of really been altered, I think, over these last 10 months. Um, that's the one thing that, you know, really stood stood out to me here. Um, you know, our agents and my boss was, were traveling kind of every week or every few weeks going to clients talking to people going to meetings and, and that's kind of been all shifted into a virtual world and i think um yeah, i think we've adjusted well to it but it's something that you know is was kind of a staple of of our company and is has definitely you know been altered in terms of you know my role specifically i think there's um in the assistant kind of agent model has been altered a little bit because you know a big part of our job is making sure you know our bosses are are functioning the way they need to function. I think not being with them on, you know, in person on a day-to-day basis is definitely altered communication and it's changed the way we've had to do our jobs. And I think, um, you know, those first few months we're kind of figuring out a new way to, to do what we need to do. And I think, um, we're starting to see, you know, at least for myself, you know, there's been that communication with my boss, make sure he's functioning well. And, um, it's also, I think, allowed, you know, people to expand their roles a little bit, which I touched on earlier. I think, mm-hmm. um, the pandemic has given you know, myself and other assistants an opportunity to, to kind of branch out a little bit and do things that they weren't kind of doing before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that for me, that's been, you know, kind of helping, you know, our social efforts, but, um, in that sense, the, my roles expanded a little bit since the pandemic, but it's also wind down from the assistant level where it's not you know, a consistent day-to-day, um, I guess, check-in with your boss to make sure he's running all good. You know, before it was, you know, you're checking with him every hour because he's in the office. Now it's, you know, more on a daily basis um, rather than an hourly basis, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think um, obviously when we're like, basketball is the first thing that was sort of shut down because of COVID and that sort of shut down what we sort of did for mm-hmm couple months there just because there was no uh no hoops happening there was no uh there's no plan in terms of what it could look like when it came back so we were shut down there for for a month or two without sort of any conversation about when we'd pick back up um and sort of once you know the bubble ideas started coming around i think that's when when things started to pick up for me a little bit more and i think a lot of my job just changed from the standpoint of like 
we still had like asset planned for the rest of the regular season when everything was shut down in March. And now is figuring out how how to activate those assets while everyone was down in Orlando. So there's a lot of different brainstorming with with the teams that we work with to sort of figure out, hey, like what is like what can we be able to do um, down there in Orlando? Like what access can you guys have down there? Like how are we gonna plan uh, around whether it's like a takeover night that we were supposed to have at the arena? Um, like how does that asset shift into now a digital world in which mm-hmm. uh, everything sort of lives on on your guys' social platforms? So mm-hmm. that was like the first few months, just like brainstorming ways in which we could activate on the assets that that we had um that we still had left over from that season um mm-hmm. which was fun but it was also challenging just because it was all super unknown um and everyone was sort of just going about this uh for the first time so like no one had knowledge about what the best way forward is so it was a good learning experience for us just to sort of figure out like this is a good understanding of like hey if things if something like this happens again we have an understanding but also exactly gives us creative ways to sort of think, think outside the box on how we can potentially do other marketing activations in the future from a di- from a social or digital space as well. So uh, it was good from that standpoint. I think um, the last few months, things have sort of started to normalize, I think, from a partnerships front. Like, uh, you know, all the conversations I've been having with teams is, um, while there may not be like fans in the arena, so there's that, that piece uh, of the puzzle, but um, I think everyone has sort of shifted their mindset to, to, to again, finding creative ways and finding solutions for how we sort of go about this 2021 season. So yeah. I think the pandemic has sort of shifted my thinking just from being like an X, Y, Z, like, oh, like this is what it is in our contract. Like this is what we're going to do to now like, hey, if it says this, like what other ways can we sort of go about um, this activation of this element as part of our deal and find a creative way to like make it more special and make it, make it different than what we've done in the past. Man, that's, that's one thing I've wondered though, um, as far as everything having to be shifted digitally and we're already in in an age where like everyone's on their phone most of the day um, and just wondering if, you know, moving forward, even after the pandemic, if a lot of these activations will be, executed digitally digitally and things like that so that's that's interesting that you you spoke to that point a a bit it'll be interesting to see what it looks like for next season like i think uh we're we're all still in the planning process right now trying to figure figure it all out so we'll try some different things for for this season and see what sticks Mm -hmm. and you know see what doesn't i'll definitely be on the lookout that's that'll that'll be interesting for sure um but you you guys have kind of talked about this a little bit but um i'm interested in knowing what you all would credit most see a success and where you all um, are today. Yeah, I think I'd say it's just like we are been obsessed with like sports for so long that like all we do is we're constantly checking Twitter. We're constantly looking at podcasts. Like we're, we're just saying like we all honestly just like stay on top of, of what's going on. And like, even if we didn't work in the industry, I'm pretty sure we would do the same just because we love, <laughs> we love hoops that much. And like, so I think, that's the biggest thing. If you're doing, you're already doing that in your day-to-day life and your job is essentially expanding on, on just doing that. Like, I think there's going to be automatically, you're just going to be more, um, more motivated to do, to do more and, and be just become better at what you do is because it's, it's something that you're super, super passionate about. And like, we're, we're constantly reading up on things, listening to as many podcasts, reading up on Twitter for being the first to like, 
see the news from the day like that's <laughs> that's sort of all the preparation and and work that we that we want to put in just because we we love doing it so like it doesn't feel like it is work at all it just feels like another day and something that we want to see on a daily basis so um it's all it's all part of it i think like again i don't want to sound like we've been successful or anything we're like two years out of school so like we've barely been (laughs) in the industry that long it's just one of those things that like um it's just become like that became our daily routine and now to be able to have that sort of daily routine and have a job that sort of all back to that is is awesome no so so what are some highlights for for both you guys you know while working you know in the sports industry i think um you know for me i think being able to kind of experience the super bowl and you know the nba all-star game were kind of two two of our highlights and you know obviously we have you know a ton of clients that you know are in the nfl that were at the super bowl and at the nba all-star game those were kind of two tentpole moments that were really cool to be a part of and actually you know be in those cities and be a part of what we were doing at CAA. Um, so those kind of stand out um, from an ev- event perspective. Um, I think from a from work perspective and something that, you know, was was really cool to kind of, you know, see from, from the ground up was, um, you know, when we brought on Dwayne Wade as kind of really, you know, we started a business with him and, you know, at you know, CAA, he's, you know, in partnership with him, we've started a kind of brand consulting division, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of works and, and helps out brands that want to get to the kind of consume the minority consumer and, and the multicultural space and being able to kind of be part of those conversations listening on on those conversations with Dwayne and his team and being able to bring him on and in, in January and now to see you know where that has led us over these last 11 months has been really really cool um, so from a work perspective I'd say you know those kind of three things have, have been the highlight you know of, a, of an otherwise weird 2020 um but yeah those those definitely stand out yeah i think similarly like i i think the all-star game was one of the like all-star weekend in in as a whole was was one of the best experiences i've had we just did it as a brand we did a ton um launched a lot of product a lot of cool activations we had in chicago uh a lot of great stuff with the athletes that we're working with and um honestly just like a great great event to be to be at as well so like the all the planning that that went into that and then seeing it all come to life and like being there and and knowing that you know i had i had some some part in it was was honestly great to see and like seeing the success that that the brand had in chicago was uh was really cool um i was hopeful that we'd have an nba finals to go to this year but that was obviously not not the case but honestly like anything that sort of i'm able to work on um with a lot of the teams that we work with like any like i've mentioned that that 1997 activation like seeing those things come to life and like um all are just like super super cool experiences just because knowing the work that it takes to to, to make it all come to life and then sort of seeing that work pay off and yeah. then seeing it like in everyday life that like any other any nba fan would see um like you know don and walking in that in that tunnel with that mailbox or dame walking in whatever like that to know that like you have a part in, in planning that process and, and making that thing come to life and just the, the general NBA fan getting to see, to see all of that and like getting excited over it is, is, is awesome. So to be able to like work at a, at a, at a brand that's able to, that is so culturally relevant within the mm-hmm. space um, and having, having a part of, uh, you know, being a part of it and, and planning a lot of that stuff and making all that, 
a lot of that come to life like is is super super uh exciting for me and like really really valuable experience uh moving forward for sure and i think that's one of the things that stand out to me uh with working in the sports industry that i love so much is being behind the scenes and like you said seeing that work that you put in come to life um that's that's always like an awesome feeling um but, sure. but before before we go uh is there a quote or a mantra you know that you all live by and would like to share with the audience um no i'm not quote, sure i would say i think yeah, I don't think there's a quote. I think the the mantra we picked up on it earlier was kind of just outworking everyone. I think being prepared and and being able to you know work really hard. I think is is something that we've lived by. And I think you know looking across our industry and our coworkers and and the people that we work with, I think it's all very similar. Is that we we all work really hard, and this is really a passion of of everyone that works in this space. Um, so I think that's kind of the mantra I fall back on. I don't you know there's probably some quote out there that, that says all that, but uh, that's kind of the, the mantra that, that at least I roll with and I think Anish does the same. Yeah, I agree, man. Like, I think, uh, I think also, like I said this earlier, which is like controlling what, what you can control. I think like yeah. there's a lot of taught, like a lot of people in this space, like have, you know, the relationships that will get them in there or like they knew someone that had a high level job and they just are able to, to get an entry level job just because they knew someone. But mm -hmm. if you don't sort of have, have those connections built in or you can as as long as you can just sort of control what you can control and be prepared and and you know be knowledgeable and um like your you know good things are going to happen just if you if you put the work in like on good said and, and and control the factors that you can like that, that's all you can really ask for at the end yeah, for sure definitely and those are those are the things that we, we we come across as far as like advice a lot so i'm happy that you uh kind of continuing that trend and, and, and you know we, we'll definitely take it you know take heed of that advice and hopefully sure. our listeners will too um but overall this is a great episode you guys gave a lot of a lot of great gems and uh we appreciate you all coming on yeah of course thank you happy to do it and appreciate it appreciate yep. you guys having us on yep thank you guys again